Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Schaubel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schaubel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actor, producer, comedian, and founder of Crystal Head Vodka, Dan Aykroyd. Even though Dan intended on becoming a priest, he dropped out of college and worked as a comedian in Canadian nightclubs. He rose to fame as a cast member for Saturday Night Live and eventually starred in hit movies like The Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters. After decades in the entertainment business, Dan pursued his latest venture, founding Crystal Head Vodka. We discuss both his career in entertainment and business during this podcast episode. What did your parents see in you as a child that made them encourage you to be an actor and how did they support you as your career progressed? They uh, heard me imitating the announcers on television in old 50s television, uh, the Ed Sullivan show and the Phil Silver show and the Texaco Star Theater. I would stand in front of the television and imitate the announcers and uh, the hosts. And my dad, when I was very young, I was about five or six years old, he cut off the top of a hockey stick and he taped some tape around it and put a cord on it and handed it to me and said, here's your microphone. From then, they encouraged me to take theater classes at Ottawa Little Theater in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada when I was 12 and 11. They started me off very young, recognized there that I had a kind of a gift for mimicry and encouraged me to do it. I love that. And I do hear from a lot of people that they get pushed to be a lawyer or to be a banker because of the money or because the parents were bankers and lawyers. And so it's pretty cool to see a set of parents that really saw something early and were able to champion you and direct you in the right path. So I, I think that's just awesome. Talking about, you know, your days as a comedian growing up, you broke in when you were at the all-star cast at Saturday Night Live. Back in those days, you were the youngest cast member. How did being the youngest cast member show up as an opportunity for you to stand out and shine? By being young and inexperienced, I opened up to learning a lot. I learned from everybody, the sound men, the cameramen, the guys that did the cue cards. The answer to that question is I was young and inexperienced and it enabled me to open up and learn a lot from people who uh, could teach me. I think that's important. I believe in the value of lifelong learning and in a sense, Saturday Night Live and your time at Second City was a training ground for you. Not only were were you performing, but you were kind of seeing other performers and building those relationships that played a pivotal role in your long-term career. Speaking of Second City, what did you learn about the entertainment business during your time there that helped you with your future endeavors? The show is a business. I learned that art and commerce can be married profitably. Sometimes uh, art must serve commerce and sometimes commerce must serve the art, but you have to have both hand in hand. So what I learned about was marketing, selling the shows, getting the word out on the Second City city live shows we were doing, getting the word out on the improvs, execution of a concept from which you start out with nothing and then end up with a a, fi- a finished show, and also, of course, collaboration, which which I've had all the way through. I learned about running a show and being in a circus, basically, and it is a business. You know, so many comedians and actors and people want to get into entertainment, but they don't have the business background and they don't like take business-oriented courses yet. Art and business need to be better friends because you know, it is the entertainment business, as you were saying, not just entertainment, it's entertainment business. And so just having that acumen of of understanding how the business operates really, really has helped you into what you're focused on today, which I really want to get into. I was at the premiere in New York City for Patron founder and billionaire John Paul DeGioia's documentary, Good Fortune, that you attended as the narrator of the film and his former business partner. Can you talk about the business and life lessons you've learned from him as you launch Crystal Head Vodka? I learned 
learned uh, from JP, if you're going to go to, to the consumer with any kind of a product, it has to be of an impeccable quality and superior to what's out there in the marketplace. You got to start with quality, stay with it and execute soundly all the way through or your consumer will abandon you and his consumers have stayed with him. Along with that is ethical and em empathic operation. You know, you can have a strong, profitable corporation. If you don't treat people right, if there's a toxic environment, it will be detrimental to, to what you're doing. We've seen so many brands fall because of toxic uh, environments. And I think that, you know, everything you mentioned around empathy is super important. It's the empathy you have with the people you work with, business partners, the customer, and then holding everything to a high standard, especially in the spirits industry where it's super competitive. It seems like every celebrity now has their own spirit. And so, you know, you're able to stand out because of those core tenants that he instilled in you. And I think that's powerful. And what's your best piece of career advice? In anything you're doing, collaborate with experts, people who are smarter than you in the disciplines that they govern and listen to what they have to say and take their advice. In building that team of experts or collaborators, make sure that there's harmony right off the top. If you catch any kind of a whiff of disharmony or maltreatment or abusive uh, behavior, that individual uh, must be cut immediately. You cannot have disharmony in a collaborative venture. I've learned this in everything that I've done. Now today, as I shifted from films and uh, into the beverage alcohol business, I went to the best collaborator on the planet that could give me the best water. And that was the province of Newfoundland and Labrador Liquor Distillery Corporation. I knew that they were experts in distillation and I knew that they had the best water on the planet. So I went to the best and I listened to them and they built me an award-winning vodka, Crystal Head, as you spoke of. We have uh, our corn vodka, we have our wheat vodka, we have our Onyx a bottle now, which is a blue uh, Weber agave based vodka, never done in the industry before. And so I went to the experts in distillation, the experts in filtration, the experts in glass making for our beautiful package, the skull, and uh, listened to what they had to say, took their advice. And by that, instead of disputing them and trying to cut corners and actually going to the lengths that we had to, to and the expenses we had to to build the product, we now have a sustaining business which is in you know 70 countries and with our line extension, the Onyx now a great, a great success. It's collaborating with the best and listening to what they have to say and not trying to do shortcuts. If they advise you, you got to spend a little more, do a little more to make it great, then take their advice and, and do it. And in the end, that's what success is built on. You'll have a durable brand story. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Dan. To follow his journey, you can find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter where he shares old movie scenes, pictures of his vodka, appearances, and jokes. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash danshawbell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. Mm -hmm.